Thanks for tuning in to Start With Scripture, a Hesed Heart podcast. I'm your host, Audrey Grove, here to bring you scripture reading and application that can fit into your morning routine and your busy schedule. Learn more at hesedheart.com. Good morning, my friends, and happy Saturday. Yesterday we saw Paul in Ephesus. He was speaking clearly. He was watering the seeds that were already planted, pointing people to Jesus. And these disciples were baptized in Jesus' name and they received the Holy Spirit. And today we're going to take a look at this idea that you can know the root by the fruit. The fruit that someone shows indicates the root and what's going on in their hearts. And you actually have different results based on what's going on in the heart. So let's dive in today. We're in Acts chapter 19, verse 8, and I'm reading from the ESV. And he, Paul, entered the synagogue and for three months spoke boldly, reasoning and persuading them about the kingdom of God. But when some became stubborn and continued in unbelief, speaking evil of the way, the followers of Jesus, before the congregation, he withdrew from them and took the disciples with him, reasoning daily in the hall of Tyrannus. This continued for two years, so that all the residents of Asia, remember a region of Turkey at the time, heard the word of the Lord, both Jews and Greeks. Another situation where Paul leaves the synagogue because of the pushback within the Jews. These people who are God's chosen people don't see the gift, the promise that he gave them in Jesus, and they get violently angry about it. They became stubborn and continued in unbelief, speaking evil of the way before the congregation. I almost picture this as like slander in front of everyone, tearing them down. And so Paul simply moved away out of the synagogue and continued preaching there for two years so that all the residents heard the word of the Lord, both Jews and Greeks. And God was doing extraordinary miracles by the hands of Paul so that even handkerchiefs or aprons that had touched his skin were carried away to the sick and their diseases left them, and the evil spirits came out of them. So we see that God was doing extraordinary work through Paul. I think it's so beautiful that the author of Acts, Luke, that he writes it this way, because isn't that the truth? Yes, we as people can do extraordinary things, but it is always God working through us. It is his power, his abundance, his love, not our own. And God was doing such extraordinary miracles that even these garments that Paul would touch would be taken away and then the people who had them would be healed. Absolutely amazing. Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists undertook to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, I adjure you by the Jesus who Paul proclaims, And seven of a Jewish high priest named Sceva were doing this. So these Jews who do not believe in Jesus, they follow Paul's example. I almost imagine that they saw how effective 
what Paul was doing was, all these people being healed even just by garments. And so they say, all right, let's just imitate him and we'll try and cast out these demons by using Jesus' name. But look at what happens. But the evil spirit answered them, Jesus I know, and Paul I recognize, but who are you? So instead of being cast out, this demon actually questions them, saying, I know the name you're using, I know Jesus, I recognize Paul, but who are you? And the man in whom was the evil spirit leaped on them, mastered all of them, and overpowered them, so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. And this became known to all the residents of Ephesus, both Jews and Greeks. And fear fell upon them all, and the name of the Lord Jesus was extolled. This is so interesting. Because they didn't believe, they did not have faith in Jesus, them invoking his name was no longer actually invoking his power. It was almost mocking the name of Jesus because they didn't truly believe in him and the spirit, this evil spirit knew that. And because of that, he was able to overpower them. Also many of those who were now believers came confessing and divulging their practices. And a number of those who had practiced magic arts brought their books together and burned them in the sight of all. And they counted the value of them and found it came to 50,000 pieces of silver. So the word of the Lord continued to increase and prevail mightily. So these people, now believers, they are confessing, they are bringing their old satanic practices. These things that were not worshiping the Lord, that were not glorifying him, but were actually countering his kingdom. And they brought them, and despite all the value, 50,000 pieces of silver, they burned them. That is commitment. That is fruit that shows the root in their hearts of belief. As opposed to this bad fruit from those Jews, those Jewish exorcists who were using Jesus' name but didn't believe in him, they ended up naked and hurt. And that fruit shows their root of unbelief. So you see how the fruit in our lives illustrates and demonstrates and flows from the root in our hearts. And this principle isn't new. If we look back to Luke, Jesus speaking in chapter 6, verse 43, he said, For no good tree bears bad fruit, nor again does a bad tree bear good fruit, for each tree is known by its fruit. And there's a little bit more that it speaks about there that you can go read. That was Luke chapter 6, verse 43. A tree is known by its fruit. And I, I just want to share this, not in a spirit of condemnation, but in sharing truth boldly, that just because you go to church, just because you call yourself a Christian, just because you grew up in a Christian home, does not mean you are a Christian. If your root is not faith and belief in Jesus, if it is not repentance of your sin knowing you need a savior, if it is not relationship with God the Father through the Son and the Holy Spirit, then my friends, you are a Christian by name only. And if you look at your life, what fruit demonstrates that? 
But I also want to encourage you that even as a believer who knows the Lord and loves the Lord and believes that we are saved by faith in Christ, when your root is assured, know that the fruit will come. And yes, we fall short. Yes, we sin. And yes, we struggle with that. But we are forgiven. We are already redeemed. We are already bought with the price of Jesus' blood. And so if we are staying in that root, in that belief, in that faith, in God's word, the fruit will follow the root. So take some time to dwell on this topic this weekend. Where is your root? Are you a Christian by name only or do you truly believe that Christ died for your sins and you love him and you have a relationship with him? And where is your fruit? And if you're not producing fruit in a certain area, look to the root. Look at that area of your heart or your mind and what is causing you to continually fall short in that area. Bad fruit can point to a bad root. As a believer, that doesn't mean that you aren't saved anymore. If you have faith in Christ, there can still be these areas, these thought patterns, these emotions that are trapped inside that can hinder us. And so when we see bad fruit, we can follow it back to the root and address that with the Lord, his strength and his love. So we are ever growing in Christ, ever pointing people to him by his strength alone and ever producing fruit for his kingdom. I will see you Monday morning.